how do you differentiate? Yeah. Where's the difference? Where's yeah. the standing out from the crowd? Where, where you know, because you've all recognized in the wedding world, but I want to look on Instagram and I want to look, you know, what a Facebook. How how do you then be different? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unlocked, the podcast that inspires you to create a successful, happy, and positive life and to live the best version of you. Hosted by me, Ricky Locke, professional magician, speaker, trainer, and huge binger of How to Get Away with Murder on Netflix. Firstly, a big thank you to everybody that took part in my competition to win the one-to-one on how to create a magical customer experience. The winner of last week's free giveaway will be announced on social media later today. But don't worry, if you didn't win the free giveaway, there are still a ton of resources in the show notes, such as my free ebooks, 10 tips to improve your productivity, and how to create awesome videos with a smartphone. To grab your free ebooks, just head to the show notes of this episode and you can download today. In this episode, I'm joined by two of my most favorite people in the world, Emily and Alan Braithwaite from Yellow Tuxedo. They are digital visibility specialists, and we sat down for a big chat about how we can stand out from the crowd and increase our online presence this year. And this is a fantastic episode filled with gold. This episode was live streamed on social media via StreamYard a few weeks ago. And since recording this episode, Alan and Emily have also released a great blog called How to Be Social on Social Media. And you can read that blog by heading to the links in the episode notes. But before we start the episode, as always, thank you so much for your continued support in this podcast. It really does mean a lot. And if this episode brings you value, then please head over to Apple Podcasts or Podchaser to leave a review and a rating. All the ratings and reviews help spread this podcast to more ears. Thanks again, and enjoy this episode with Alan and Emily from Yellow Tuxedo. Without further ado, let's just get straight into this. Uh, these two people are absolutely amazing. I think they're superheroes as well. Uh, can't wait for them to join the podcast. We've been waiting a long while for this one. So let's get them on stage. We're going to welcome Emily and Alan Braithwaite from Yellow Tuxedo. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Hey. Hey, we're good. Is, I, is it I, okay I, to clap ourselves? We just did. Yeah, we're clapping you, Ricky. We're clapping you. Oh. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Well, it's lovely to see you. And I'm loving that you're in your bright branded yellow clothes because... I think you said it yesterday as well, Alan, on one of your lives that Blue Monday yesterday, we don't believe in it, do we? No, no, no far from it. I, and, and unfortunately, I, I will try not to get on a rant this early in this uh, podcast. <laughs> but there's just this kind of media perpetuating, isn't it? You know, every year it bangs on that this is Blue Monday. So what? Well, lo and behold, we all start believing it's Blue Monday. So let, let's yeah. why, why not call it Yellow Monday, Magic Monday or whatever other Monday that's positive, exciting and happy rather than perpetuating negativity is what the media seems to kind of swim in. Rant over, yeah. I won't do it again, I apologise. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I think the media just does not help, does it? Especially when you're in a lockdown and things are not great for everybody to just bring on a little bit more. Come on, let's make everyone feel miserable. So anyway, we're going to cheer up the nation today because we're doing a live podcast. So for people who are watching this live, uh, if you've never heard of me, then why not? No, I'm joking. But if you've never heard of this, then obviously this is the Unlock Podcast, which is my own podcast. And it's a podcast to help people live the best versions of themselves and also create a bit of success in their business and their life. Some top tips and some wonderful speakers and guests such as Emily and Alan. So Emily and Alan, welcome to the show. I know that it's been a long time coming. I've been trying to arrange this for some time and I thought, well, I'm going to wait until season two, make it more spectacular and we'll get you on in the new year. So welcome to the show. How are you both? Are you both well? Yeah, we are actually. We're actually really, really good today, aren't we? We are. We are. It's a fab day every day. 
<laughs> we, we've, we've, we've been dealing with like everyone's been the, the new lockdown and juggle and three kids at home and working and that but actually no we're, we're, we're happy healthy safe at home we're, we're good 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 well i think it'd be really important to to take a deep dive first to understand who are you and what do you do yeah what do we do what do we do funny enough i i was at some networking event yesterday and they're like do you do social media what is it you do again <laughs> and, and we understand why we get asked this do you want to explain it yeah, yeah, we do understand why we get asked it because we cover it quite a bit, but I'll let Emily explain what we actually do in a nutshell. So in our broadest sense, we are digital visibility specialists, which is quite a fluffy title. Really. We, we, you, you name yourself whatever you want, but really, <laughs> we work in the digital space. We help small businesses really understand, and it's the understand is the key word there, exactly how to show up online. Now, we, we've seen... You know, loads of people out there there are lots of people who tell you you need to do this strategy you need to do this strategy and there's just so much noise that actually as small business owners and us as I, coming from a small business background as well it's like actually can we just cut through all the rubbish can you just tell me you know I know my business really well I know what I want to do I just don't know how to achieve that goal so we show businesses the 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 how I suppose of this is what you want to do these are the steps you need to take. And we kind of go through the more technical aspects of how you can show up online in the right way without it being all that fluffy kind of not nonsense. But Well, yeah, you can't say fluffy nonsense, but I think <laughs> there's, there's a lot of misinformation, isn't there? You know, one of the ones Emily and I, uh, we like to use an example is there's a lot about go and hang out where your ideal client lives on X platform and Y platform. And although we're today, we're not totally going to blow apart the ideal client no, model, that that principle of marketing to just these two places is rather limited. So we will point out the benefits from a more broader kind of digital presence, digital online presence, and, and the benefits that come from that, rather than just kind of looking here and here and trying to get one person. And, and we operate and we show our clients how to do a more mass brand kind of marketing a more omni-channel yeah more omni-channel presence i like that yeah omni yeah multi-directions i love that very nice and i think it's more important than ever isn't it because we're in this world where we experienced through lockdown one where everybody went online and i think now people are staying in that presence because even in my own business the online world is still there they're still wanting online shows they're still wanting this online digital uh, digital visibility i can't get the words out there um, and i think it's more important now so i think it's really uh, key to understand that because you said about the the ica there uh, i know it gets used quite a lot i totally agree with you alan i know we won't get into this debate but someone once Please said don't. this to me <laughs> yeah. someone once said to me that the idea of if you've got value then people will buy it you know yeah. so it, that's kind of how it works isn't it but alan you were going to say something there wasn't you i, I was going to just sorry i i know we just sort of said we're going to bypass this i was going to explore that kind of you know, if you were trying to appeal directly to me, you would probably look on Facebook and LinkedIn because I'm 40 uh, or plus. You're 42. 42, <laughs> male and all the rest. So you'd go, oh, Facebook, LinkedIn. But but actually, you know, I like Instagram. I love YouTube. I love TikTok. And I prefer those three above the things that I'm kind of being stereotyped at. And, and it's really just trying to break out of that model, out of that mold and recognize that there are other ways to do it. I, you know, I had quite an interesting chat about it yesterday. I think I? also it's an element of if you're always trying to appease your ideal client all the time, you're trying to attract that person, what you're not doing there is being true to yourself and why you started your business in the first place. And the idea, and we, we've discussed this many times with Kevin, is that, that you have to do what you want to do, what you believe in. And, and you look at our business model for that is a really good example of that. 
people will be naturally attracted to you because you're being who you are. That's that authenticity piece that we always talk mm-hmm. about. So the fact that you're always trying to work out how to attract that ideal client in that space and that's with you're never going to achieve that fully because you won't necessarily believe in it yourself, but you're all you're trying yeah. to do is chase that person. So actually by stepping back and doing what you want to do in the right way with the techniques that are, are shown in the right way. And you know, we also are standing out in the crowd doing it the way you want to do it. That's so much more beneficial than trying to go and chase, chase, chase over there. Well, look, question. If yeah. This is called standing out from the crowd, right? So let's say you're, you're in a business and all of you have had similar kind of coaching, planning, training. So you're all looking for your ideal client because you've all got a similar ideal client because you're all in the same world. You're all looking in the same place because you've all got the same ideal client avatar. How do you differentiate? Yeah. Where's the difference? Where's yeah. the standing out from the crowd? Where, where you know, because you've all recognized in the wedding world that I want to look on Instagram and I want to look, you know, what a Facebook. How how do you then be different? So you have to be different to be different. It's one we have so many little cliche buzzwords. <laughs> you have to be different to be different, you know. And, yeah. and it's the same. And, and I think a lot of businesses don't always quite get that don't get me wrong running a business is hard we all run a business do we all agree it's hard yeah 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 yeah, absolutely yeah but there are things you can do that could make your life slightly easier and broadening your kind of digital online presence and your marketing in that space is something that actually can make your life easier as your content starts to work for you definitely Mm -hmm. and i think uh, emily you said it there authenticity and that's one of the key things i think that i've started to learn in the last year and it's definitely something that you two promote and you can see that. And that this, like you said, we say fluff, but there is no fluff. You, you kind of just saying it as it is in a, in a nice way. When we say things like that, when people say uh, as nice as it is, oh, I've just been brought a cup of tea. Thank you. A live cup of tea. There we go. Look at that. Love Thank that. you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, magic. Thank you. magic. Where's mine? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah, can you get one for Emily and Alan? Um, we'll edit that bit out of the podcast, but anyway, um, yeah, authenticity is absolutely really, really important. But before we start to kind of deep dive into this, cause I think we're going to have a really good conversation about this. I'd love to find out how did you get into yellow tuxedo? And, and firstly as well, what is yellow tuxedo? Why is it called yellow tuxedo? Ricky, we don't have long enough for all of this. <laughs> for why yellow tuxedo, how yellow tuxedo and to debate authenticity um, there they may okay. need to be a second one. We'll so have a podcast why, episode why, two of this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The why we do Yellow Tuxedo, um, or do a, a very short version of that, is that we have worked in business together for the best part of a decade on various other projects and things. Haven't killed him yet. We're still we're still married. It's great. It's great. Um, but we've done that, and uh, we drew when we first started in business together. We'd had you know our corporate backgrounds of doing things we've been told to do in various teams and we'd had skill sets that had been developed Alan worked a lot in branding and um training I worked um to help to sort of multi multi um products for the authority commission we we'd we'd worked on these big big things and then it came to this grassroots business when we actually started working in the wedding industry and we very quickly started marketing our business with our old skill set that we'd had in our previous jobs. And it was just, we didn't want to be going to wedding fairs. I was going to say, I tell the story slightly differently. (laughs) We didn't want to do that. We didn't want to be putting paper adverts in. We didn't want, we just didn't want to do that. So we, we started our approach to online really, really quickly. And we were the first company of our kind out of that time. So we, we had a really clean slate to start doing what we wanted to do. And within the first couple of years, we managed to get some really good, chunky like PR opportunities we were in, on ITV we were helping help with the BBC we sorry were we on ITVs this morning three, three times, times. <laughs> we don't like <laughs> to talk about that um, but we, we ITV this morning did you say 
Yeah, I take these this morning three so times. We are like so this. More, more importantly, let me just cover this off. Yes, we were. This was not paid PR. No. They Googled glamping. We were at the top of Google, and that's the key part. And they emailed us. So whenever we talk about this, some people sometimes say, yeah, but, you know, that's paid PR. No, 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 no. They emailed us because of our online presence, because of the model we were using to, yeah. you know, grow our business. And we were, and it, it, it's, 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 again, the same buzzwords. We were authentic. We were consistent. We showed up every day. We spoke to people. We had conversation. And we grew it very, very quickly. And uh, when, when it, we moved that on a little bit further. We created something called The Outside Bride, which is an online wedding blog, an outdoor wedding blog. And we used that same model to replicate the outside. This is going to test the model, really. And again, within 18 months, we'd grown a very large brand. It was more of an international brand. Um, and it was really, really good. I mean, it loved doing it. And through that journey, oh, a huge journey. I'm so adventure. sorry. Adventure. Adventure. You know we say adventure. I like word journey. journey. It's adventure. Um, through, that, through that adventure, we were finding ourselves helping other small businesses, talking about them, how have you done that? How have you done it? And we, we were supporting those people. And it wasn't until our accountant said, Alan, Emily, you do realise that what you're doing right now, not everyone knows how to do. And it was kind of like, yeah, I suppose so. And and it was really that space there of small business owners who they know their business, they love their business, they, they don't need that empowering to do their business. They're struggling to be seen because they didn't know that technical side. So we started at Yellow Tuxedo very quickly to go, right, enough about us. Let's help other businesses get there as well, because we believe everyone should have this online presence. It is achievable. It's not black magic. I, I, I tell, yeah. I tell yeah. you, what, like I say, nothing's wrong. It's really important here. Nothing is wrong, but there are some better ways of doing things. So 10 years ago in the wedding world, when you're going to a wedding fair, you're paying 50 quid for some flyers and someone's telling you, well, why don't you sell the back of the flyer? And then the flyer becomes free for you. And you go, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. And it is a good idea. But actually, when you're thinking about growing a business, growing a brand, that's just a limited way of marketing your business. You know, and the second you're online, you are global you're international and i think some people don't quite get that and yes they go yeah but i only want 10 clients who live near me that's fine but what if your 10 clients who live near you have family in australia this is tenuous but the principles sound yeah, of course, you know yeah. family in australia who watch your video and go oh i've seen this company around the corner i on TikTok this morning discovered a bookkeeping company in gosport which is about 15 miles away so I've now followed her on TikTok from our Yellow Tuxedo account. We're on TikTok, Yellow Tuxedo. Um, and, you know, because, <laughs> because th th this is how it works. And, yeah, we could have created a flyer and distributed it by hand. Or, you know, we could be doing these other things. I, I think the other thing to... We might have to let Ricky talk I, at some what? point. What? <laughs> I'm interviewed two ways straight. Um, it's the fact that we... Some of us just want to have small business, and that's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. it's really important. If you that is just fine. want to have 10 clients, five clients, 50 clients a month, whatever that looks like to you, that's absolutely fine. You carry on. Yeah. Some of us out here actually see that want to expand, we want to grow. There's opportunity there to, to change your business model to be something different to what you're doing now. And there's that expansion model there. So, in order to be able to do that, it's about not being afraid to dive in and try the new things and go, Yeah, a flyer at a wedding fair is absolutely brilliant, but by doing what we've shown people to do, actually you're expanding that reach so much wider. You don't know where, and as I say, it's finding that gray area of things you can do and explore later on. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's really can I waffle a bit more, Ricky? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'm this is what you're about. I had this conversation yesterday and I won't mention who, because I, you know, it's that's not the key part. 
But I was talking about with our Bay Lily Bell tents, our wedding glamping business. We've got a video on YouTube. We bang on it about all the time and it's had 76,000 views, right? It's, we're quite pleased with that. It's quite good. Uh, I don't know many small businesses who wouldn't like a piece of content to have had 76,000 views. But that's not the key part. The key part is this is a virtual door into our ecosystem. So by discovering that video, when they're ready to watch it, they watch that video uh, because it's optimized properly and they find it. And then they go to our website and we find, you know, YouTube, that video that probably, and I'm being generous here, probably took three hours to think about, record, edit and upload because it's a very simple video. Now is kind of one of our biggest marketing pieces because it just sits there repeatedly getting more and more views all the time and people entering our ecosystem right yeah definitely great points yeah i've got to say alan you're the king of um plugs as well itv yeah yeah um but emily you're absolutely right or both of you as well i think one of the things that you talked about it reminded me of um in my own business as well a couple of things that came to life there one obviously i know emily you love a good quote from me so my quote there is about uh, einstein the definition of madness is doing the same things over and over and expecting different results that i had to learn that last year especially for doing the online space for shows mm. i realized that i had to create a page i had to do something and i think even a couple of years ago i realized to a point where i was promoting my business and i was doing shows but it was the same people that were coming back so i thought well how can i actually expand that reach like you said to go out further because otherwise i think a business will just hit a wall and like you said it's okay if you just want 10 clients or like a small business but eventually it's just gonna be repetitive isn't it and it's gonna stop or you'll hit that wall and I think I hit that wall last year because I had to work out how am I going to expand this into a corporate field uh, or in a private market, that kind of thing. And eventually what happened was I started to do some of the, the key uh, keyword research that you shared. Mm-hmm. And uh, I managed to get more organic growth of people, Scotland, uh, the Southwest, uh, Manchester, just finding my website because of the online show keyword. Now, granted, it's not the strongest. I'm, I don't think I'm probably on page. I think I'm about page one. I can't remember but not right at the top, but people still found it because of the yeah. work that I did. So, and I think that's really, really key. It's about looking at things in a different way. And you can also get stuck, can't you? I think you've got two things in a business. You can work in the business or on the business. I found that, well, last year, I think I probably got stuck too much working in the business, firefighting, reacting, postponements, yeah. cancellations, like we are doing right now again, unfortunately. And I think it's really important that you spend that time working on the business to achieve that reach. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, and you mentioned it, was the ecosystem. And I know, just from working with you guys, you have a fantastic uh, ecosystem and flywheel. Are you okay to share the flywheel and what that means and uh, give some inspiration to people listening? Absolutely. So we all know traditional marketing models. You know, we, we, we have probably the sales funnel. And I don't dislike the sales funnel. I think it has its place. But the thing with the funnel, if you're not seeing my arms, I've got my arms up. Um, the thing with the, the you funnel. You have to remember on a podcast, on a podcast but we're currently on video. Yeah. Um, with the funnel, we, we have that traditional sales funnel shape. You try and feed as many people into the top of that funnel as possible, usually with like the lead magnet, whatever, whatever that looks like for your campaign. You follow them through your process. At the end of that, you hope to get some people sticking, some people turn into your customers. The thing with the, with the funnel, though, is that once you get to the bottom, they feed out of your funnel and then you have to like almost start that process over and over again. And it's quite exhausting. It's quite laborious because you know, we're trying to always attract new people into that space. We work 
what I'm talking about the fly. You mentioned the flywheel model, and it's kind of the same principle. That the, the big brands like Amazon are a really, really good, good example of using um, the flywheel model, and it's about putting your business not at the t- at the bottom of that funnel, but into the into a circuit, a, a cyclic routine, into like oh yeah, a flywheel, putting your <laughs> business right in the very middle, into the nucleus of that of that center and that pinpoint there, putting your business in the mi- middle, and your audience are around you, and. The reason we do that, and it's about delighting, engaging your audience and getting them talking about you, bring them into you, making you more approachable. Because the more that you delight them, the more that you bring content to them, the more that they talk about you, they, they become your advocates, they become your reviewers, all that kind of stuff. It spins that wheel for you. And the more you do, the faster that gets and it's more perpetuating, goes on and on and on. And the, the great thing with that is that it becomes... You can te- you can step your foot off the gas occasionally. If, if with with a funnel, you're always having to be on it to try and get people in. With the flower, but because you've attracted those people and they're they're holding you up, sometimes you can just step your foot off the gas. It's okay, and it still spins for you. And that's the, that's the basis of what a flywheel model is. We um, um I, I always like to give this example. It's not it's not a perfect example, but it's a very good example. Is Joe Wicks the um, Joe Wicks body coach? The P, yeah. the free, the free stuff he does on Instagram, YouTube, and everything else, and you know, uh, the P, the PE, I guess, is the big one. That's all kind of it. That, that they are entries into his flywheel model, and yeah, he may not make money off you by you watching him for free on YouTube, but you are now in his ecosystem you're aware of him you might be recommending the book to someone you might be buying a saucepan i don't know if he makes i think he does do some cooking i think he's got his own cutlery as well yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. i think he does Um, and 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 that's the point you know you may not become a direct client but you are now an advocate of his brand and that's the key part you know you're creating brand advocates because they will then start to do the selling for want of a better word I don't even yeah. like saying selling it's in that. Selling. It's not selling. Um, the recommendating, yeah. the referring, the recommend. Yeah, and, and it's that, not selling. And that really is yeah. it. And that, you're you're not directly se- se- selling the way you would with a sales funnel, where you're attracting, putting them through the system, and then that sales pitch at the bottom. But with a flywheel and that brand advocate kind of style of, of, of working is the fact that you can talk to anyone at any point. They feel comfortable. They feel happy. They want they want to give you their money at the end of the day because they have that trust relationship built with you already. So it's not a yeah. matter of selling at the bottom. It's that when they are ready to interact with you, they will come and interact with you yeah. and, and, give, and give you their money. And, and, the, and yeah. the benefits, Ricky, are huge. So if we put our kind of slightly crass business head on for a moment, the benefit of an engaged client, right, because they've come through your flywheel are pretty simple more enjoyable to speak to. They trust you more, so they're not on the back foot thinking you're trying to con them. And get this, get this, generally they pay invoices quicker. They do. Because, yeah, because yeah. you're in a nice relationship and that's not, oh, oh. the light's gone off. That, that's not because, you know, you're in a funny, we're, we're doing black magic. No, we're just nice. Yeah. We're all nice people having a chat. Yeah, and we'll seamlessly change the battery in our life. <laughs> um, but the way we work in practical sense with our flywheel, we cover five things within Yellow Tuxedo, and that's making sure that your online presence, your flywheel works as, as simply as it possibly can. So the first thing we always talk about is your website. Ultimately, that's your property. You're in your place to convert your, your clients. So we make sure that you have a healthy website. It functions properly. It does convert. It has great call to actions on it. The SEO part there. We're not SEO. Are you going in full spill mode? Yeah, I am. Yeah. No, let's keep this lighthearted yeah. and conversational. SEO, that kind of stuff <laughs> make it work. The social media side is really important as well. So we look at 
how you're showing up online. But the two things aren't polar. They're not. You, you don't just work on your SEO or just work on your social media. The two are so intertwined together. And if you don't have a strong website, the, the, the social media point is pointless. And again, it's all very well having a really good brand on social media, but if they have nowhere to go to convert, then again, it's, it's not going to work for you. So it's making sure that both sides of that coin are balanced and that you're working on both in a in a clear way and a, a considered way that helps Definitely. you get that viral going faster. Yeah. There's a couple of things there. There was there were so many good things there. I just wrote down a couple of bits. Yeah. Um, one thing about the, the funnel thing, I totally have seen that where uh, we saw it a lot, didn't we, happen last year in 2020 where people became coaches and course creators, like just out of the blue thinking, what? Hang on, I'm, I'm just getting lots of spam through. Now, that's great, and I think it's a fantastic market to be in, but I think you said it really well there is about the difference of being human. We know because I do it as well, which is, uh, you know, I send out email newsletters and you send yeah. it to people, and I know you guys do it. But there's a problem, isn't there, of how to make that more human? Because like you said, you fall into that funnel. It's hard to connect because it's not really that authentic. It's not really, you know, it's just an automation that's being sent to you. So it's really hard to kind of trust into that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's one of the connections we'll talk about later on. How can we make that more human this year? And the thing you said about the free thing, you do coffee mornings as well. So for everyone listening live, if you listen to this podcast recorded when it comes out, you won't be able to take part of this, but you might be able to find out when the next one is. Next for one. people listening right now, uh, Ellen and Emily. Uh, Ellen and Emily. Oh, my God. I couldn't oh, even I talk. like that. I'm like, is that showbiz name? That's showbiz names, yeah. Alan and Emily, you have a coffee morning out this morning at half oh, 10. Yeah. This is obviously the free thing about the value that you offer to then get people to like into you. And I think people are very scared to give away stuff because they think I'm going to give away all my secrets and all that. But it's absolutely not. It's completely not that at all. I've been doing stuff on the podcast. I'm not making a penny from it. I'm actually paying for the podcast to go out, but I'm giving tips and value that I think will add value to others. And who knows one day, you know, if I then release something, then maybe people might like it because they're bought into that. And I find that you do that really, really well because you convey your authenticity really well. So for listeners who don't know what the coffee morning is, what is the coffee morning? Well, I, I, yeah, okay, you explain that, but then I've got a couple of questions for Ricky. You can't ah, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. go on. Let's do that. I like it. So we started doing coffee mornings uh, oh, just over a year ago. We did our first ever one in person in December last year, and we did it as a we work from home. We work as a husband and wife team at home. It gets quite boring. It gets quite lonely, really, because you're not outside of it. So we started a coffee morning at Christmas going, do you know what? We don't have staff parties. We don't have office parties. Anyone who wants to come around to our house for a cup of coffee and a mince pie, come along. And it was really like one of those random things we put out. And we had about 12 people turn up. Yeah, we, this is not about hundreds <laughs> of people, right? This is not, you know, this is not 2,000 people having a coffee. No. This is small and stuff. And it, it really was. This Let's was pre-COVID, that. wasn't it? Home, Sorry, what was that? It was pre-COVID, wasn't it? Pre-COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should say that, yeah. And it really was the fact that genuinely we love, we bounce, our energy comes from talking to other people. And we know there are a lot of lonely people. So come on, our doors open. You may not know us. And we had some randoms and proper, like we'd never even talked to you before, but they'd seen a post on Instagram and turned up on doors. Which I loved. loved I, I, I love the random. I mean, well, let's do this again. So we did another one in February and we had a, a pancake morning. It was, it was show Tuesday. So we had pancakes and coffee. And again, Bunch of weird that was our busiest ever. We had 15 people in our kitchen eating pancakes and so, drinking coffee. So, so yeah. random. And then obviously COVID hit and we couldn't do that. But we missed that interaction because there was no sales pattern there. It was not anything to do with like, let's get people through the door to, to convert them. It genuinely was about having connections and new people that we never spoke. We to. only taught work if they asked about what we were yeah. up to. We kind of made a point. We will not offer what we're yeah. doing. But if they ask, we'll obviously chat. So about we it. decided to move that into an online space and we started our virtual coffee 
coffee mornings. Now, our virtual coffee mornings are simple as we put a, a post out a few days before. What are you doing on Tuesday? Do you fancy a couple with us? And there's no no sales patter. It's a, we cap it at a few people per event. Some people can actually speak, which is great. Um, and we just have a chat about your week, what you're up to. Is anything going on right now? If anyone asks us direct questions, again, we're happy to have that. But what it does, it what you just said about, about being human, it personalizes us as around. We're not just someone who puts social media posts out. We are human beings at the end of this, and we really want to get to know you and what you're up to. We don't always convert best on paper. When people get to chat to us and they realize, oh, okay, they, number one, they know what they're talking about. Number yeah. two, they're quite jolly nice people. We like, we like to think we're jolly nice people. And actually, that's at what point they go, oh, should we have another conversation later well, on down the road? It's, 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 um, I was just writing this down. It's two way conversation. So if we go back to how this started and we talk about your ideal client posting on Facebook, Twitter, or whatever, it doesn't really matter. That's all one way, right? So we're, we're putting stuff out. We're putting stuff out. And we're forgetting one of the basic principles of life. Like this is not basic principles of sales or business. We're forgetting one of the basic principles of life, which is about being sociable. It's about chatable. We're social animals. There's not many animals in their world that aren't actually sociable animals to some extent. Even introverts still like to chat to people, you know, that we, we are generally social animals. So why in a business would we keep all that traffic going one way? Why would we? So we have to, in especially, you know, and I don't know, well, you'll you know this, Ricky, but everyone, I always like to draw back analogies to if you ran a shop, right? If you ran a shop and someone walked through the door, you wouldn't just throw flyers at them, like, you know, like <laughs> Instagram flyers at them from behind the desk. You'd have yeah. a chat with them. So why yeah. would we not create those opportunities to have a chat? in um in uh, in our own businesses whether that's something like this and you can invite guests on or where it's more limited but still a chat or coffee mornings or or whatever else you can be you know do well we hunt in packs don't we we're like wolves we want to feel part of the belonging and i think i might have said this before i can't remember if it was to you guys I always think back to like uh, when I was younger, um, if my mum and dad was having like a stressful couple of weeks at work and they said, right, we're going to go on holiday. We're going to get away from it all. Just fed up of everything, fed up of work and fed up of people. And then we go to Spain or something. And then the first thing you do is you see someone from your hometown. Oh, you know, you get to know them by the pool. Where are you from? Oh, we're from Peter. No way. We're from Peter as well. Wow. You know, <laughs> and it's just that whole contradictory. I need to get away from it all. But it's because we belong. We want to feel part of something. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely yeah. right. I love the days. Um, I mean, I never wasn't in those days, but I worked in a shop for before kind of technology kind of expanded. But the days of where you used to know people by first or last surname. Now, when I worked in the retail company Argos, there was there was some of that where you knew a couple of customers, but you could say, hello, John, how are you doing? Sorry, stereotyping John. I know he gets used quite a lot there, but um, I miss those days, you know, where you can actually connect to people and have that conversation it's funny isn't it on the relation to that as well when you think about um the idea of coasting as well because emails are not personal at all it's robotic it's bland it's black and white it's just really not a great way to communicate i try like you guys do as well we do voice memos and personalized video emails as well because i just feel that we need to connect more and now more than ever 2021 i just think that we're losing that connection as well yeah. if we want to stand out from the crowd i think you're absolutely right we need to be more sociable 
we need to connect more and we need to just have more of a human connection to everything yeah. because that's what conveys that authenticity isn't it great content I, I, this. loving this sorry I'm going, yeah, I, 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 there's a few things that you said ricky i want to come back to and one hold on let me just yeah. write that one now so uh, let's cover the pen and paper no, well, <laughs> because I, I, I'm, I'm excited and enjoying it as well so the first one <laughs> is what you've just said so, yeah. you know, that kind of email, that that black and white approach, that conventional way of doing it. And as always, it's not wrong, but it's limiting to assume it's the best way to do something. And I'm yeah. a big believer at looking at the youth of today. You know, I'm a massive believer, like one of our favorite YouTube channels has got a couple of well, actually, I presume they're nearly 30 by now, but in my head, they're like 19, 20. No, Zach and Jack. Oh, Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast on YouTube, 21. You know, Mr. Uh, my friend, Mr. Alan. Sorry What's to get there. My friend, Alan, Elliot Bibby, who's a magician, was in a clubhouse room yesterday with Mr. Beast. That is amazing. <gasps> that is... That and, and there will be, Ricky, a lot of people watching or listening to this going, who the heck is Mr. Beast? And yeah. that's the problem. They need yeah. to know who Mr. Beast is. He's innovating. He's pushing boundaries. He's 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 showing the world how to do things differently. And he's got he's got something like thirty six million subscribers. Now, bear in mind, his subscribers probably will only account for probably 50, 60 percent of his views on YouTube. And that doesn't include any other platform where he's got millions of followers. But th this kid, let's be honest, us oldies should be looking at him. Yes, the old. I'm much no, we are, we are, we are. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, to, to think how to do things. And that is video. That is voice. That is, you know, YouTube video. Why would we not do that? And we see this time and time again. You, you, we need to look at the kids. And TikTok's mm -hmm. a classic example. I say kids in my least patronizing 40-something way, by the way. <laughs> you know, um, we need to look at the kids. And TikTok's a great example. And the amount, the second... So this is actually over a year ago now. The second someone said to us, yeah, but TikTok's for the kids, we joined. The second they said that line to us, we joined it because everything has pretty much been started by the kids. You know, all of the social platforms were created for kids to network and share stuff. Facebook was created for university students to know what we're doing, planning parties. So yeah, yeah, why, yeah. Why, why, why do we almost patronize these children these kids i really don't know what the right word to say is and um, these yeah. millennials why do we patronize them when we should yeah. be embracing and learning from them because they're the future really yeah. oh, the just on that note alan yeah oh sorry alan yeah i was just going to say on that note i know our good friend chris mooney when he talks about change has always been here i think back to like um some of the companies that have died out just because they didn't embrace the change and change has always been there. I remember one yeah. session that I used to train where back in Argos many, many years ago, you may remember if you shopped in Argos probably about 15, 20 years ago, but if you ever needed like a price override, you had to call the supervisors to come over and they had a little key, they put it in the till, turn it to a little direction, and then they did it for you. When the business then moved to like a kind of touchscreen kind of uh, different till, everyone was like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. No, 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 no. no. And because it was more beneficial for younger people probably. Oh, no, 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 not technology, not for me, right? Two or three years later, when I was training them in a session about something new, and then again, they were getting scared about this new process. I then said, oh, do you remember that time when we used to have those old tills? And like, oh, yeah, God, weren't they, weren't they old? Yeah. I said, would you go back to those old tills? And they're like, oh, no way. No way. These new tills all the way. And it's amazing, isn't it, that you kind of make that assumption. And like you said, I think uh, probably social media, peers and that um, probably support that thinking of, oh, I'm not going to go on TikTok because it's for kids. 
but actually this is like you said definition of madness is doing the same things over this is why probably um you know companies haven't diversified because they didn't embrace that change so mm-hmm. absolutely alan i think that's uh and emily there's a great thing there about embracing new different ways I found it interesting what you say about the tills. No side comment. I used to fix tills. So 18 to 25, I worked for a company who fixed tills. And I saw the change from the key to kind of more digital. <laughs> yeah. uh, Team POS 5000 was the uh, till I used to fix. And right. <laughs> that brings us back to, so side comment was, do you remember when Facebook came about 2007, eight? every time it changed, everyone would just comment, don't like this change, don't like this change. And then when it changed again, don't like this change. It's like, just embrace it and enjoy it because yeah. people don't change things to be worse. People usually change things to be better. Right. But, but that brings me back to the fear point when you were talking about you had the Facebook page and then you started using the keywords and now you're ranking for it. There's this big thing, isn't there? Like, oh, SEO is difficult. Keywords is difficult. I don't want to do that. And I don't know how to, I don't know how to do it being the key part. So why not learn to do these new things that are better for you and your business or, or could be better for you and your business, you know, because mm. when you're breaking down that, A, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're becoming a, uh, you're learning more. I was trying to think of the right wording. Proof. And, and B, by learning more, they're obviously beneficial to you. Um, so I really like yeah. that point. Um, the other one was about free stuff, but I can't quite remember about giving stuff. Away. Oh, that's it. Everything is pretty mm. much available for free on the internet. If yeah. you want, everything's exactly. available for free, give or yeah. take. You know, if yeah. you really wanted to become a uh, brain surgeon, I'm sure you could read enough stuff to think, I'm going to have a go. You, know, you yeah, shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> but perhaps you should. So all most businesses are doing are saving you time by putting everything in one place and wrapping yeah. it up nicer. But fundamentally, most thing, most things, services especially, are available for free if you really want to spend the time doing it. Um, yeah. So, you know, that that giving stuff away for free is such a broad phrase, isn't it? Giving stuff away for free. What does that actually mean? I mean, you explored this. But yeah, by by what you do for free, is probably a better way of wording it rather than giving away stuff for free. And that's not about spending 12 hours with a client to solve their issue, but it's about, you know, adding value and giving that information away. It lost its impetus. Yeah. I feel that would have had more impetus if I'd have lived it. I don't put impetus in there. I know. That's right. But when you think about you guys, you know, and, um, you know, some of the stuff that I've done in the past, like you said, it, it could all be searched on Google uh, or YouTube. But the thing that people buy into is because of, like you said, again, it comes back to that authenticity, doesn't it? That people want to buy from you because they like and trust you and feel like you are that person that's going to guide them along. When we talked about this before in an episode about um, being an expert in your field, I, I'm not an expert magician. I'm not an expert in podcasting. But on that level of experience of like mastery and beginner, wherever I am on that like line, I can't probably help up there, but people underneath, I can probably help out. But they want to buy and like into you because you've been through that journey and you're just a likable person, aren't you? Because like you said, can you imagine that if there'll be no, you know, if Google and YouTube was the only source for ever learning, <laughs> there'd be no money, would there? Because nobody would be making courses and stuff like that. But like you said, it's that authenticity that comes across. But, so questions but, then. Oh, sorry, you got Emma. No, no, yeah, yeah, come Question. Oh, yeah. So I was going to talk about then. So one of the things we've talked about is a human connection. So mm. part of this season that will be coming out is about customer experience. I'm a massive fan of customer experience, but how to create a magical customer experience. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's really, really important about creating a human connection this year. And a couple of the guests that we've already pre-recorded, we've talked about this. Now, we've already kind of touched on this a little bit in the last 10, 15 minutes, but 
What do you think businesses can do this year to create more of a human connection? Ooh. Simple thing. It's just being there, being there and not stressing on your laurels and going, well, I've been doing this for X amount of years. Therefore, I can sit back and it will all come to me. I expect. And it's the, it's the expectation that people will just come to you because you've, you know, you've got that lifelong experience. And it's not true. It's, it's making yourself accessible to people making sure that people understand who it is what you, what you what you can do for them also again having a conversation and i genuinely say that we do our business yes to pay the bills that's that's you know we we, we, we run a business because we have to have to have a life but what... our kids have strong toy demands <laughs> they need shoes and, they need and shoes. feed Bless occasionally them. we have to put clothes on their back can you believe it it's Alan's barbecues. It, that's that's what it's all about. Honestly, this this new one arrived. It was a free one. It was a face based special this week. But I'm like, why do we need a fifth barbecue, Alan? For those in the know, someone gave their Weber gas barbecue away for free because it had been sat there for a couple of years. It was like 800 quid worth of barbecue. It was. Wow. So, I've never used it really. I'm like, it oh. needed some new grills, no, no, new vaporizers, and yeah. it's good to go. <laughs> but, Sorry. Really, Vaporizers, no, no. flavorizers. Sorry, darling. There's no getting away Go. that we all need to run our and we are running business to run a business. We're not we're not all doing it for the passion project. It'd be lovely if we were all the time, but that is set. But I think sometimes we kind of get so focused on that little bit that we forget actually there is so much more to life than just focusing on sales and getting this set. And what we we needed and what we 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 crave, I suppose, is human connection because again, we work together, husband and wife team together in one under one roof. We don't tend to be out, especially at the moment, we're not out and about meeting people. So the genuine reason we set up Yellow Tuxedo was to expand on who we talk to and to, and to make friends, to to find out what people are doing, to to learn Yellow Tuxedo friends. <laughs> um, to 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 learn from other people and we we've, we will never be the expert in digital visibility and we will be stupid to say that we know everything because we don't know everything and we can't exactly what you're saying we're there we can help people below us we won't know everything above but what we love about it is that we, we, we you've mentioned this before we're quite a positive brand we we love that kind of power of positive because i i believe that positivity will really help promote your productivity so oh oh gosh that, that's a buzzword i'm yes, writing it down yes. positivity will pr promote productivity um, positive yeah, <laughs> going, in 2021 with the check last year being so dire in a way not everyone saw it that way last year and this year not kind of changing much from last year it's really easy to sink into that negative space and go oh my god i'm not getting bookings right now this is not happening right now so we've always mm. tried to turn it on its head with that positive mental oh, positive but we have down days. We all have them. We're all real human. We're all human. But ultimately, is that being able to show your audience and have that connection with them and go, let's be positive together. Let's help each other be a bit more productive and, and upbeat. And let's move forward this year and you know, inspiring other people to be a bit more positive with their attitude and to, and to, to do new things. That's how we're going to get through. Yeah, we're, we're certainly not dismissing uh you know um having a down day for want of a better friend i'm not i appreciate that's not the right way yeah. but we're just not focusing on that we're accepting it supporting it and then carrying yeah. on with the positivity because positivity promotes productivity don't you know i think Ooh. i think in, in our in our um not back not backlash but, but positivity positivity is a good thing right we we should all try and be a bit more positive in our life but sometimes that can be seen as disingenuous, if you know what I mean. Because if everyone's positive all the time, 
Great segue into authenticity, by the way. Well done. <laughs> we should call oh, this um, um, podcast episode Authenticity, I think, because we've sort of talked about it, haven't we? Like loads of times. I know. It, like it. Yeah, we, we, Sorry, I'd interrupt yeah. you. We, doing this on the, we worked together on the Yellow Magic Hour. We found that yeah. episode after episode, it always came back to authenticity. And it's because it, it is the nucleus of everything we do. It has to be. It has to be. But our choice to be positive is never to patronise people to go, we can be happy to enjoy people, but it's not that. It's not like that. It's about the fact that we can help you to get there. We want to help cheerlead you through that and all, all of that malarkey. And actually, us being upbeat and positive does help other people realise that they can do it themselves as well. So therefore, we're, we're yeah. creating relationships straight off the bat because we're being upbeat and, yeah, let's do this together. And therefore, they help in our, in our flywheel move faster and faster and faster because we are showing we're there that's as simple yeah. as it is really doesn't it breathe doesn't it, it, it yeah. uh, it's infectious isn't it a positive attitude it's just infectious to everybody else yeah it, well, it comes back to the whole blue monday start and yellow monday magic monday sorry at the start of the conversation look look it, it's okay not to be okay but as we put a post that once it's also okay to be okay and yeah. in some respects I don't need like saying this because I'm falling foul of the generalized kind of media approach. But sometimes you mm. can be made to feel that it's not actually okay to be okay. But the yeah. new normal is not being okay. I said new normal. Chris Mooney is currently like swearing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, I didn't mean to say it. Um, you know, it's just change. And but but it's yeah. really important that being happy and positive is an okay place to be. And, and actually, we don't listen to him anymore, and there's a, there's a separate story there. But Chris Evans on Virgin Radio right. was a massive believer in leading with positivity. <laughs> and we know a couple of other DJs, actually, who who lead with the positive rather than the jeopardy approach, as, uh, you know, they, they, that's we're, we're told we need for it to be compulsive listening or viewing. So, uh, yeah. yeah, interesting. Well, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I talked about this in one of the episodes that's coming out soon with Bev and Kate about the idea of 2020. You know, that first week of January, we saw people chucking diaries into the bins going yeah. deaf to 2020. And you know me and uh, a lot of the viewers and the listeners will know I had a terrible year personally in business. I lost like 80% of my income. Yeah. I had no work for like six months. I had some work. It's not mortgage paying at all. Uh, I'd lost uh, two family members to Parkinson's and cancer, you know, and we, we can have the wedding. And as people know, didn't have the stag do, which is probably the most important thing of 2020, right? Definitely the most um, important thing. Of course, right? But there were some wonderful things that came out of 2020. And I think it's about looking at things in a different light. In that positivity, I met some amazing people, yourselves. I never even heard of you until I met you guys. Yeah, um, I started a podcast. I did some wonderful things. But out of all of it, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about anything. It was just about the connection and that human side that I made some wonderful things, you know. And I think that I think you're absolutely right. And, I, and that's why I love working with you guys, because I, it created a FOMO for me. I remember in the last week of December, even though I'd done some work with you for the Yellow Magic Hour, I just thought, you know what? I just want to I want to spend more time with these guys because I just felt like I was fear of missing out. I love the positivity. That yeah. kind of was really infectious to everyone. And it's great just seeing that because it makes you want to be more positive in your own self. So um, I think it's absolutely the right way to go forward. And uh, yesterday was a big testament to me when I put a post on my Instagram. And it was just the idea of Blue Monday and the idea of uh, I joined a session earlier on in the day by Beth and Kate, where we were talking to uh, one of the speakers who was Guy Unsworth, uh, who was an associate director of Spamalot. And he was talking about all this. And it was just a wonderful way to actually have a bit of an injection of positivity and some thought-provoking stuff that I then went on to Instagram and thought, I'm not believing in this. Let's just do this. And I didn't think it would actually spread. And I think probably about 10 or 15 people have actually then 
made it a nice ripple effect and i think i'm going to continue it every single monday um, yeah and, and that's it you know i think i said this to one of our clients the other day actually you can there's nothing there's nothing wrong with putting a negative post out if you need to if if, if there is a learning from that negativity then it needs to be said that's it has its place but you and we've said this together as well you can't put out negative posts like that when you're in a negative space because it's not helpful yeah. for you or anyone else if you can stop reset reframe it and find that positive place to, to put things out there what you're going to do is again attract put people with positivity back because if you put a negative post out there the why was me post all you're going to get are 10 15 comments underneath you of everyone else moaning about their issues that day and you're just going to drag yourself down and and that's not good for anyone and again back to your positivity productivity it's not yeah. going to help you move out of that slump so it's never being ang never writing things in anger or negativity or trying to go oh this is so so bad oh my god we're not even that march yet oh my god it's still gray outside and it just doesn't yeah. help anyone yeah. and and then the people you're attracting can are again we think that's their expectation so when you are then mm -hmm. in a session with them or you're in a in a coffee morning they, that conversation becomes a oh my life is crap this week yeah myself oh my god did you do that it, yeah. it's just not necessary because right. we want to be able to move forward with that so that's why we do what yeah. we do in that way and like, like i said earlier yeah. we do have negative days i've got a post out back in september we lost a very good um friend of ours to cancer in september and then i thought back about everything and we don't you know I, I could list 10 15 bad things that had happened to us personally as well but we haven't talked about it all the time and that's not because yeah. it hasn't happened and we don't connect it's just that we choose to reframe it and understand that we can have sadness and upset at home but for what we need with our audience we need to keep that level up because it helps me and it definitely helps you to keep yeah yeah. I, yeah I think the kids at home i mean we've got three kids and um two, two are at school <laughs> and we're homeschooling at the moment and you know what yeah it's challenging it's time consuming tempers fray or we're getting to spend time with our kids that we may never have got to spend time with before because if you yeah. think those with children and uh, when your kids start school the m maximum time you're ever going to spend with them again is six weeks mm -hmm. uh, because they're at school every day so the, the the positive and and i don't mean we're just spinning it to make ourselves feel better I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the positive side because that's what I want to look at and mean. The positive side is we got to spend six months with our children last year in the lockdown, six months or however long, doesn't matter. And, but we may never get that opportunity again. And, and, and I just think it's really important to look at things in that slightly different light. Look, look mm -hmm. I don't get too heavy, but you've got one life, right? Accepting that there are some things you can't do about, and we accept there are some people in some horrific situations who may need yeah. support, help, guidance, Yes, get that. But for the vast majority, it's a choice when you get out of bed. You know, you're absolutely you right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it rings the bell again. Uh, sorry, rings the life. The idea I talk about is quite a lot. I love the guy Andy Cope. He has a great book called The Art Being Brilliant, and he talks about the the life lottery. And um, <laughs> we're going to too much detail. But if you think about how you were conceived and how your parents were conceived, right? That one little uh, wiggly little worm, I'll say, yeah. uh, that got into the egg. We won the life lottery. We're alive. That anything else is a bonus, really. And he often talks about this, which is quite a funny thing. If you can wake up every single day and you don't have toothache, you are winning in life. Because if you've ever had toothache, it is horrible. And I think that's the thing people need to realize that, yeah, it, whilst things are probably terrible outside or whatever, yeah, the global pandemic, we've got to be more grateful for what's going on and make that choice to be positive. Anyway, look, I'm going to, um, I'm conscious of time because I need to get you off pretty soon for your coffee morning. So I'm going to wrap up with one final question. All right. Well, two questions, sorry. One question. The first one is going to be, 
How can businesses maximize their online presence this year? And don't just say join Yellow Tuxedo. But what do you think businesses can do to maximize their online presence this year? I think the biggest thing they can do. Uh, yeah, go on. No, 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 no. I was, I was going to say maximizing is tricky, but start growing is, is, is. Well, that was exactly what I was. Oh, was it? Oh, well done. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is genuinely our day, all day, every yeah. day. Like, yeah. Um, it is the fact that so many businesses are complaining or upset that they can't seem to be moving forward where they are right now they've had to change online they might be physical businesses moving to an online space they may not know why they're not getting the engagement they want and for the most part it's because they haven't yet even started everything's up there everything's in here that they know where they want to be yet they haven't worked out their roadmap for how they're going to get to that end point so starting actually starting and and working out right i want to be here what do i need to do to that okay maybe just as simple as going live I'm going to start showing my face. Simple. But working out where you want to be, what that vehicle looks like to get there and having your a clear plan for, right, okay, I'm not showing up on social media. Great. Okay. So what can I do more of to make sure that I'm having a plan? Writing it down rather than it being in your head, getting it on paper, on your screen, on a note, on your phone, and actually sticking to that plan. It could be the teeniest, tiniest thing to move forward. And we said this within the digital circus with, with, our, with our, our clients. You can't do it all. And you'd be stupid to think that you can do all of your SEO, all of your website optimization, all of yeah, all of your social media, all of your PR plan, all in the space of like a, the first quarter because you just burn out. Picking something, something teeny tiny and going, right, I'm going to work on this, this month. And I always say there's three things we ask our clients to work on. That's to implement something. I love it. I love it. So implement something that you know that you want to make a change with upskill yourself find something to learn this month that you want to develop a little bit more you want to explore and then and and explore find something that you have a a passion for an idea a collaboration so and expand on that and get those three things written down on paper stick it on your wall and go right i'm going to work on that this month and that's Mm. what i would say to start being more visible so last then question is how can everybody find you if they want to find out more about what you do or even join the digital circus how can they get involved well, if you want to find out more about us and find out how, because we never, never really went into it today, how we are called, why we're called Yellow Tuxedo. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, very good. Uh, yeah. Teaser for the next I, I, I think we we are we are discussing recording a video on that story because it is mildly amusing. So, um, yeah, come and find us. Uh, well, Yellow I think Tuxedo. I know. I think What's I that? know, but I'm going to keep it a secret. I'm sure you've told me before. No, no, quite. I don't mind it sharing. Oh, it. Okay. I just, it, it's it to do with your, uh, your wedding, isn't it? It's to do with your wedding. Yeah, yeah, I'll share it yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah um, go on then, yeah, go for it. Long story short, I'll try, well, we don't do that very Quick. well, do we? Medium story, medium. Um, <laughs> so years ago, I chose, I don't believe in favourites. It's a long reason, but I decided I wanted a favourite colour, probably teenage years. So I chose yellow as my favourite colour because it's fun, right. positive, happy. Cut. Right. Was never going to get married. And I said to my best mate in my early 20s, I'm never getting married. But if I do, I'm wearing a yellow suit because, you know, at least I'm going to make fun of it. Anyway, eventually met Emily, decided to get married. I had no choice. We were with each other for years. Yeah. Um, So my mate then said to me, so I guess you're getting married in a yellow suit then. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So none of our friends knew this, but we got, we did the church part in a proper blue suit. And then as they all left to go to the reception, we went for a drive and I got changed into a yellow suit on the on the drive. And as we arrived at the reception, Field, uh, Marky in a field, 
who got out the car in a yellow suit. But the, the pre-story to that, Ricky, is that to get that yellow suit involved a trip to Reading. Well, I was um, going to save that part. Uh, a trip sure? to Reading, a holiday in, a man from Hong Kong going, don't go to reception, go to the third floor, the door will be open. Uh, <laughs> and there was a man going, can you, can you strip down a... Or, in, in your up, hands. Take, take some photos, measure you up, credit card swipe, off you go right so somewhere on the internet is some half naked pictures of alan it's <laughs> not pretty but, but literally they said we need the photos because it's made to measure to make sure we get your your shape right. i'm sure he made so it to measure, measure yeah. so yeah take your top off let me take some photos let me swipe your credit card thank you very much your suit will turn up in two weeks and we're like oh oh, oh okay what do you do you know you're not going to wrestle him to the floor and go give yeah. me the money back because ultimately you think you're buying a suit i mean we'd done an element of due diligence it wasn't a completely random yeah, guy but yeah. fundamentally it was a random guy and then yeah the suit turned up two weeks later and we just loved it we loved everything about that i mean in a in, a, in an ego way you know we just loved everything about it. and uh yellow tuxedo had been used a couple of times no we, that doesn't need to be said. no yeah but we we knew we were going to use it for a business name one day it was there. and it was about standing out from the crowd in a sea that. of blue oh, and really. navy and black and gray why not be the person who decided for my wedding i'm wearing a yellow suit because i want to be different i can stand yeah. out so that was Absolutely. that and to find us, you can find us anywhere. We're everywhere, aren't we? Yeah, most places. Uh, yeah, just type yellow tuxedo in. Hopefully, we are battling 20 years of men wearing yellow suits on Google. So, uh, you know, if you think about how long the internet's been around and how many pictures of blokes in yellow suits, we are battling it. But we should. If you type yellow tuxedo into Google, we should be at the top. Uh, ah. we're, we're, or at least the first business, anyway, aren't we? very good well guys it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much i know that i've been trying to arrange this for a while so i'm really really pleased and really honored that you spent the time with me today i know you got to shoot off in a couple of minutes but thank you so much as i said guys we'll put uh we'll update some links into the uh information on Streamyard so you can find out more about alan and emily but alan and emily thank you it's been an absolute pleasure and thank um, you for having yeah. us ricky we've loved it have a wonderful day well, there we go. Thank you so much, Alan and Emily, for coming onto the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you about standing out from the crowd and increasing our online presence. For everybody listening, if you want to find out more about Alan and Emily, don't forget to head to the show notes and you can find all the links about the Digital Circus, their new blog, How to Be Social on Social Media, and about Yellow Tuxedo in general. But as always, thank you for your continued support. And if this episode did provide some value to you, then don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts or Podchaser where you can leave a review and a rating. And it helps this podcast get spread to more ears. Please take care, stay safe, and I'll join you on the next episode of Unlocked.